We're back. It's another week. This is Jim Lowenstern. The name of the show is Broker Talk. You can find us at broker-talk.com, but you probably found us already because you're listening to me right now. We are once again broadcasting from the top of the Castles Unlimited Space Needle in Boston, Massachusetts, and I have Larry Lawfer here as my co-host, and Evan is on the board. And Larry, what's going on today? I have no way of knowing that, Jim. Um, you usually ask me how I'm doing. and you How can... are you doing, Larry? <laughs> and like I said, I have no way I of... I didn't write it down this week, so I forgot. Ah, yeah. Well, uh, I always like to have a good answer for you. How am I doing? And um, So how are you doing? I don't know. My doctor doesn't let me uh, tell anybody. Suggests that I don't. Anyway, let's get on to the rest of the show. Um, a lot of people in real estate... Uh, uh, buy their house, live in their house for a while, and decide that they want to do something new. Uh, the whole idea of bringing a contractor into your home at 7 o'clock in the morning is uh, can be daunting, uh, just like real estate. Uh, home building and contracting is a communications game, and I brought in today uh, a good friend for a long time, Chris Previtt. He's part of... Uh, Master... Master's Touch Design Build, Larry. Master's Thank Touch you. Design Build. Thank you, sir. Um, and uh, welcome aboard, Chris. It's good to have you here. Thank you. I was looking on the internet. Um, you know, there's so many horror stories about uh, design build. Uh, what are some of the best practices that uh, your company and other companies like yours use on a daily basis? So, I mean, some of the stories you hear, the uh, trepidations homeowners have about working with contractors... Uh, First and foremost is um, communication and trust. So uh, Same with us. Same thing. So you develop a relationship with, with a customer, and they're really relying on you. Like you said, 7 a.m. in the morning, there's a troop of people coming to your house that uh, you don't really know intimately, and there they are, and they're going to be with you. Tear out your kitchen and bath. Exactly, <laughs> or more. And, uh, and so, you know, essentially they're going to be there for anywhere from three to six months or more, depending on the scope of the project. And so I think that the most important thing in establish, establishing the relationship is for the homeowner to really feel comfortable they can trust these people and that they will have their best interest in mind. Yeah, and I think the uh, the bigger issue uh, is not just that that trust is you got to have a whole plan and you have to have it laid out. Uh, some of the questions uh, that uh, contractors are supposed to be asked is how long have you been in business? Are you licensed and bonded? Mm -hmm. Let me see your insurance because you you need to carry two types of insurance. Will you stay within budget and will you deliver on time? Exactly. And what do we do when it goes bad? That's always the thing. And uh, with real estate agents. The listings go expired, and somebody like me comes knocking on your door and says, "I can do it better, faster." Sure, <laughs> scoop it up. Um, well, I, I think having systems, having very succinct systems that you that you clearly explain to the customer up front, so that they know what to expect. Um, so for us, we use Microsoft SharePoint. Uh, we're going to have a real-time calendar that the customers can hit a link and always see exactly where they're at. Uh, and then the best practices amongst your team as far as timeliness, returning calls, updating clients. Um, even when there isn't any significant changes, it's just checking in and letting people know, here's where we're at, here's what to expect. Um, and that, that kind of communication 
and systems, uh, very succinct ways of delivering that, um, that makes a huge difference for the client, for them to, for, for the homeowner to feel comfortable that, that, you know, they're being kept abreast of things and they're not going to get any surprises. And you had mentioned, you know, things do come up. Nothing in life is perfect. Um, it's really about how is that handled, communication-wise and also recovery-wise. Things, right. Sometimes things change. Right. So how are you going to handle that? And, and you're going to be right up front with people and let them know, here's where we're at, here are the options. What do you think? Exactly. Exactly. So what's the worst uh, problem you ever had? Me personally? Well, a number not, of years not ago. Not you personally. <laughs> well, in, the business, in my life? In the business. Oh, yeah, okay. In the business. We don't have that much time. In, in the business. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the business, uh, years ago, I was with another company, and they broke a pipe upstairs and flooded the, flooded the whole first floor. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, that's not a good one. We've, yeah. had, we've had that. Yeah. So, you know, essentially, it was uh, all new ceilings, flooring, everything was on us, and but it, it was, was all repaired. It was caught quickly. Enough. Oh, yeah, they got to the shutoff, yes, but it's still, you know, it was, yeah. a, it was a big repair, and we handled it. We just did it, you know, right in time. Yeah, we, we had one on a July 4th weekend a few years ago, and it wiped out the whole house. Mm. S- steam generator, bad bad pipe connection, or the, actually, I think the, 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 the pipe actually failed, and uh, no one was there for three days. So, oh, my gosh. Pretty much a brand new house, totally done. Had to be almost totally rebuilt. All floors, lots of walls, ceilings. Yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, that's a lot worse than anything I know. So I hate steam generators. Yeah, <laughs> I have and, a. Uh, uh, and I've also learned to turn the uh, main water shut off on on the houses when I leave them. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah, that's uh, being trainable is a key thing. <laughs> Knowing yep. what and not I was to doing do. it every week and every day, and the plumber left it open mm-hmm. ah, that's that's bad so i was uh uh just finishing up a rehab i was the agent on on the property just finishing up a rehab and the um uh contractor was a party animal um i never really was sure of all the women that came and went uh he often lived in the house that he was rehabbing um these were rehab he'd buy a place rehab it and sell it Mm -hmm. so it wasn't living in somebody's he was living in his own property but he lived in these Mm -hmm. so um you know if you showed up too early you had to really knock very loudly in any event um he decided that he was one of these uh women he had a child with and decided that he was going to cut her off or something i'm not quite sure what happened but uh everybody had a key to these places and uh so somebody, we believe it was her, came in and filled up all of the uh, drains so, and water ran through this whole house for about two days, oh. just like that. And it ruined a lot, ruined the closing. But uh, fortunately, we were able to keep it together. But uh, I asked him not to date anymore while we're working together. <laughs> Get a room. <laughs> yeah, get a, get a real room. Just get out of this property we have to sell. Uh, the, uh, you guys go ahead and get the uh, permits, too. Some, you know, I know that some people will, can I save money if I get the permits? But then you have to be responsible to get the, the inspector back in and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so there's a whole, there's a whole, um, whole amount of responsibility goes along with pulling the permits. So we would never advise... 
a customer to do that. And sometimes they'll say that, oh, if I pull my own permit. I said, well, then you're, you're foregoing uh, a lot of protections you have through the law. So we won't allow it in our business. Um, you know, we want to deal with the inspectors and, and handle all of that. Right. Uh, inspectors can be prickly, you know, and, and they all have their own. They're protecting the towns. They're protecting the houses in the towns. And they don't necessarily, they don't like to see uh, homeowners pulling permits. Right. You know, because they want to deal with a contractor that, uh, you know, they can hold accountable. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so um, is it possible that you ever go into somebody's house and say, I'm not so sure. Maybe you shouldn't spend this $700,000 because, you know, the, the rest of the houses in your neighborhood you're never going to get this money back out. Mm -hmm. You're going to be the most expensive house in the neighborhood. Absolutely. So the, the first thing that, that I do is I go in uh, to assess what they're thinking of doing. Prior to that, um, I will talk to them ahead of time and say, take a look around, talk to a realtor, get some comps in your neighborhood, look at what's around you as far as square footage, how many rooms, and so forth. And then let's look at what you may do with this house and make sure that we're going to be in keeping in general with the neighborhood. We would never suggest to somebody that they overbuild for that neighborhood, uh, knowing that, you know, even living there for a while, they may not, they may not be able to recoup that. Um, so that's one of the first things that I do in my, my phone interview when I first talk with a homeowner is I'll ask them, you know, are you thinking of moving rather than, uh, rather than putting the money into this home? So let's, let's talk about that. And, let's, and then I'll get, on, uh, I'll get online, I'll take a look at the property, I'll get on Google, and I'll get an idea of that. So absolutely, you know, we would never recommend to somebody go ahead and spend, you know, a tremendous amount of money that you'll never get back. You know, it might make sense to just find a new home. Right. Yeah. So how much money do you take up front and what are the payment plans that you have for sure. your clients? Yeah, so typically how we, we work on a retainer for design work. So, you know, I'll go in, uh, I'll have a kind of a ballpark of what I think the, uh, the remodeling will be. We'll take a 10% retainer that is over and above for design. And then the customer will work off of that retainer. Now, if they're efficient and they can make decisions in a timely manner, there should be a good portion of that to put back to their project. Uh, the reason we do it that way is everybody has different needs. Some customers, uh, we present things in a, in, a, in a good way. They can make decisions. Beautiful. We have other customers that, you know, a year later and 50 revisions, they're still trying to make up their mind. So the retainer, we find, works because then they are taking some responsibility for making decisions and getting through the process. Where do you find most of your business coming from? Um, I would say it's the demographically, it's folks anywhere, anywhere from their, their 30s into their 60s. We have people who are, are renovating homes even after their, their children have left. Um, demographically, there are people who, uh, you know, the homes are worth uh, generally at least uh, uh, half a million or, or more, and then up from there. What, what, I'm, what I'm really asking yeah. is, like, where... Are, are you advertising? Are you, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, the, are the word-of-mouth referrals? Yeah. Uh, I would say 50% uh, of the work, uh, or better, is referrals. Family members, friends, coworkers, neighbors. Uh, and then the rest of it is a combination of uh, job signs. So what happens is you, you land in the neighborhood, you do some work, somebody up the street has a, the same vintage house, they need kind of the same work, they see the sign. Um, and then we do a fair amount um, of uh, just uh, SEO. Uh, we get a lot of calls just from the internet. People are, we're set up pretty well for that. 
so people will Google their town. Home remodeling, uh, Natick, and you know, will we'll come up. So, so we're brokers. I was just wondering, on a percentage basis, mm. um, how much business comes from brokers? I'd say it's a pretty small percentage right now. We're trying to grow that and, and develop that's, more that's relationships. They they just recently joined uh, the realtor uh, organizations, okay. and they have some some kind of new program that they're offering uh, to agents. If we have uh, someone, and then they go and go do a uh, okay a, re- a referral program. Yeah, yes, a exactly. referral program. Okay, you want to talk about that? Sure. Yep. Uh, because, we, because normally, if people are going to stay in their house as brokers, we don't get to sell the house. We don't make anything. Mm-hmm. There's no incentive for us to refer you. Sure. Because you're the person who's going to stop us from making money, and the people are going to love their house even more, and they're not going to sell it next year either. Now the unless unless you uh, keep breaking those pipes and flooding the floors, <laughs> that's know. just once. So, well, the, and that the, was an old company. Yeah. Yes, that was before Master's yes, Touch. Yes. That's right. Um, so, uh, so we do have a program for this. You know, conversely, when when we meet with folks, um, so uh, I will do a feasibility study. So some people are telling me right up front through my first interview that they're thinking of buying another home. And they want to weigh out what's it going to take to remodel this home. So if in that study, which happens quite often, um, those folks decide we are, we're going to look for another home because putting a few hundred thousand into this house just doesn't make sense for us. You know, that's the point at which we would have the opportunity to refer these people to you. Um, if not, what we have is uh, our program's called uh, a Realtor Alliance Program. And what we do is we offer uh, a 1% commission on anything that's referred to us. And our average project is at least $100,000. Um, so it would be at least $1,000 for, um, for referring our name. That's much better than what you were first telling me. No, no. When it's a, we talk, yeah, 1%. Well, 1%. 1%. 1%. Okay. And then it can go to 2%. Once you hit, uh, in a calendar year, if you hit uh, $200,000 worth of work, we'll go to 2%. Okay. So, so the bigger projects, there's more room for us. So sure. obviously that would go sure. up from there. Um, and um, do you have a, a, a dedicated team of people that work with you? So our our um, our model is a little unique in the in the market, um, in that we have the design staff, professional design staff in house, and then we have a showroom where we have, as I mentioned, cabinetry, counter, tile, flooring, all those goods in one place, and then we have a half a dozen in house project managers trained by us, our people. So. The team approach is nice. People like that because you're, you're working with one team and you have many eyes looking at the project during development. It's not just the designer, but actually the folks that are going to implement it. We have weekly meetings and we look at all the projects. Um, so that, that service level, because we're all one group, we're not at odds, we all have the, the homeowner's interest in mind, uh, people find that very comforting in this process because you know the other models are sometimes uh, a GC will bring in some of a uh, cabinet company and some other folks and send people off to a tile shop and do this and that. Um, sometimes you'll have a designer that will then uh, bring in a particular contractor or others. Um, and, uh, you know, that model can work. I, I, think, I think what we offer is, is more seamless, more transparent, um, and um, I think it's more comforting for the customer. What's, End result, too. What's the craziest request you've had that you've actually had to deliver on, whether it be... Uh, a color or 
Anybody putting in shag rugs on the ceiling these days? Um, or? Somebody wanted to keep their vinyl floor in a kitchen. We were doing a new kitchen that was kind of an older vinyl floor, and they, they didn't want to part with it, and we just couldn't convince them otherwise. So ultimately, we do what the, what the customer wants. Our job is to, you know, to show them what the options are, show them kind of what's trending, what might look nice, combinations of things. And why do they want to keep the dirty old linoleum it, floor? It was uh, partially, they were trying to save money any place they could, and oh, they thought okay. that, that was, it was still okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, okay. They had the secret buried treasure right beneath that. <laughs> well, they didn't that, want well, you that was, that up. That was actually one of my questions. <laughs> that doesn't ask, happen that often. <laughs> do you um, ever, ever get requests for uh, a safe to be built in, a, a hidden closet, uh, a, um, what do they call those? Panic safe, room. Sa- panic a panic rooms. room. Yeah. Yeah. Hidden room. I, um, I personally have never had that request, though. Yeah. Not that we wouldn't design one. Not sure we could. Sure. No, no, no Buffalo Bill uh, <laughs> rec room build-outs in the basement. No. What was the one that Elvis had? What was that name? Well, Buffalo Bill was Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah we're talking about different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Elvis had a rumpus room? Was that the one? It was Probably, probably the, uh, I want to say the jungle room. The jungle room. Yep. Yep. There no, you no go. No jungle rooms. No. 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 no tiki I, bars. Not these I, days. That's more like the fifties and sixties. No. Um, no. We will. We will combine uh, living spaces. We'll open it up, and we may build an integrated bar that is, uh, you know, in 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 combination with doing a kitchen. Right. Uh, right. But, uh, a, a wet bar. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's popular. Yeah. yeah. And I think lighting is so much more sophisticated than it was. But let's get to the green stuff. You mm-hmm. know, uh, not money. We're not talking here, but we're talking sure. about uh, energy efficiency kinds of things. Yep. Um, radiant heat, uh, you know, different kinds of things. What What is your company doing in terms of those kinds of aspects? Yeah, so radiant heat is certainly certainly something that, that we do. Um, certainly all of the lighting now, everything, you know, everything is LED. A lot of controls. In fact, we, we have a partner. Um, we're, we're just engaging with a partner now about doing a lot of uh, home control. So we're looking at, uh, uh, looking at uh, window treatments that can, uh, that can work with the light, um, lighting systems that are controlled so that... Uh, from their phone. From their phone, so things aren't things aren't running when they don't have to be. Things can be warmed up just prior to or when the sun's setting, the shades go down, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Home automation is is becoming a big big thing. Um, so uh, so those types of things. I mean, certainly we use uh, we use foam, uh, expanding foam insulation everywhere we can now. So it's a big big deal with all the the air sealing requirements and everything else. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> There's a, a green designation in, in real estate where you learn, which I have, which you, where you learn all about these mm-hmm. things. And you can go in and you can talk to people, you know, um, have mass save come over and, and do an energy efficiency. And quite often they have pro, uh, programs that can help you with that. Yeah, and we recommend that to folks. And I've used it myself in, in, in my own home. And uh, it's a great program. So we'll have an assessment. They'll do an assessment with MassSave, and then we'll decide, you know, how much the MassSave folks will do, and then with the remodeling that we're doing, how much does it make sense for us to do? For those people who are listening to us not in Massachusetts, these uh, savings programs are are really paid for by the utilities, and there would be a Tennessee save and a Louisiana save, and mm-hmm. you know, um, so in your areas, if you go looking for for that program, they'll come out and do an energy assessment 
uh, for you. What, what about um, sound um, insulation? Uh, you have people on um, heavily traveled routes, and they say, you know, you're going to be pulling out this part of the house. Uh, we want triple glazed windows. Mm -hmm. We d we don't want to ever know that we're on the highway again, or you know, could back up to an interstate or something like that. I think even more importantly, Jim, I think the 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 sound within the home because the the materials that they're putting up are so much thinner and better, but the sound is an issue. You know, you're in these new new homes and they they're they kind of bounce. I well, mean. well, I was just in a house uh, a year or so ago that hadn't quite been finished for a while, but fiberglass insulation was in every single wall, mm -hmm. including interior walls. I don't even know if that's good for heating and air conditioning. I'm sure it's good for sound reduction, even though I think, um, what's the green stuff? Uh, well, uh, rock, 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 rock wool is yeah, much, much heavier, denser. It's better for sound reduction. Yes. And probably fire uh, reduction. Too. Yeah, and there's also, there's also high, density, high density board, so you can put a, uh, a high, density, high density board in, in addition to insulating, and you can deaden something up pretty good where you can mm -hmm. barely you know you, you can barely hear anything through the walls and we have people ask us that you know particularly from the kids areas to the master you know they want some privacy well in the town i live in we have a commuter rail that gets very close to some of the houses mm -hmm. and they have uh, the, the, the the crossings where they blasting the horn so those homes really need sound deadening so is that something that you do yeah, so I mean, you can you, we can look at what we're going to put in the walls, and then also all the major uh, all the major uh, glazing manufacturers, all the major window manufacturers make models for that. So we have to look at it. We have to look at the specs and, and see see how far we're going, and look at the budget, and then come up with some solutions for folks for that. Um, but definitely, that's something to consider in those environments. As you're opening up the homes. Um, uh, open homes and open plan concept was mm -hmm. really, really big. It's now people are looking for uh, more formal dining rooms in some of the houses. Uh, we're seeing a trend back that way mm -hmm. again. But um, when you open up these houses, you lose a lot of your storage. How do you deal with that? Well, uh, so when we go to open a, up a house, we're looking at first the living space and, and, and uh, how they can entertain and so forth. Um, so generally in that area, you are losing some wall space. And wall space means you're losing uh, the ability to have cabinets, a pantry, mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, what happens a lot of time with, the, with the, the kitchen areas that we're designing, we're designing in pantries that are so much more efficient today that, that yeah. with, with pullouts and all the different types of mechanisms we have that, um, that we can get a lot more efficient storage out of that same area. Right. Um, I just was at a house recently where they had two blind corners. So the, the, basically where the, uh, the dishwasher was, where it lined up, it turned the corner with the cabinetry. There were two completely dead corners where you couldn't store anything. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to redesign that so we can get them in a couple of lazy suits on both sides, and they'll get a tremendous more amount of volume out of that. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's true what you say. You do lose some wall space when right. you do this. However, uh, the main thing that a lot of people, and it depends on the size of the home. So if the, size, if the home is big enough that it can carry a dining room and you still have a nice open area around the kitchen, that's fine. Some of the houses we deal with, it might be a little smaller, you know, under 3,000 square feet. Um, 
they uh, three thousand really square that. square feet is a lot of a lot of it's houses. a lot of space, but yeah. but still, let's say under two thousand square feet, that um, you know having that formal dining room that they only use once in a while, and then when they do have company over, you know they can't have a group of fifteen or twenty people and all kind of be in the same area. It starts getting broken up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's you know sometimes it's a matter of uh, they'll forego some of that wall space right for for the uh, for the open area. Um, what, but, what are the trends for fireplaces these days? Yeah, so a lot of folks ask us to um, to remodel those. I would say a good portion of them are putting gas inserts in. They don't have gas in the house. They are um, they're bringing in propane. propane. Man. Um, and so, you know, they like the convenience of that, not having to haul wood in the side of the house and so forth. Uh, Design-wise, it's, you know, it's, it's all over the map, but the, the old red brick is pretty much gone. Um, we're, we're pulling that back and doing surrounds that are in marble tile, you know. Uh, some, some colonial, you know, wood uh, uh, recessed panel type wood columns around things, um, and then more contemporary stuff. And are people going more to gas or a lot of people still want the wood fireplace? Not, more, not in Brookline. <laughs> yeah, more and more, more and more people want gas. I mean, once in a while, someone will say, "No, we'll keep the we'll keep the wood burning firebox." Right. But a lot of the time, there is a minimum. If they're not doing a complete new insert, um, they're going to put in a uh, a gas log setup within that. Right. And you know? what about um, the electric uh, and the ventless fireplaces? Yeah, so I, I don't have experience myself with the electric. Um, uh, the ventless, you know, I, I don't know about that. I know that, you know, most plumbers would like to see something uh, vented. whether it, And now it's all direct vent, so you don't even have to go atmospherically out the chimney anymore. You know, you're just going direct vent right, right out the side there, of the building. There's a lot of, you know, inner city uh, apartments that can only do ventless. Yep. So, um, yeah. I think we've kind of covered everything except who our sponsor is today. Oh, our sponsor is? Well, you keep talking and I'll, I'll look for the sponsor. Sure. <laughs> I already know who the sponsor is. Okay. So, um, so how do most people like to be uh, um, communicated with? Do they want texts? What, what what's going on in your business? I know they can get into their calendar. They can get into... Yeah, so their, their SharePoint site typically... So anytime we work with anyone, the designer and the uh, uh, ultimately the project manager, they all have cell phone numbers. Yeah. Uh, what we strongly discourage is loose texts, loose emails, uh, because if you have many streams of communication, things get lost. So what we, uh, what we have is our, our customers will agree uh, to use their SharePoint site. So it's as simple as they click on a link, there's a news feed, type your message in, and so everything is in one place. Everybody knows everything. Everybody knows everything, and it's all in one place, and that seems to work really well. That sounds like I a good I found the sponsorship information. Would you like to hear it now? <laughs> yes, please. Broker Talk is sponsored today by Castles Unlimited, where you get the best real estate offers. Online, go to castlesunlimited.com for all your real estate needs. There we go. Thank you, Castles Unlimited. You're Thank you. Welcome. Where you get the best, right, uh, the best offers. Um, online. Online. Thank <laughs> go you. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Chris, I want to thank you for coming in, sharing some of it. Yes, thank Do you have you, any uh, you. parting words? Uh, I would say for the, for the homeowner out there that's uh, looking to work with someone, um, you know, get referrals, um, look at the online presence of a company, 
Yeah. Um, you know, see what people look at the reviews because nowadays yeah. it's very powerful. You can get a good sense of who they are, how they're treating people. Um, I would say that's the most important thing that a homeowner uh, needs to do uh, is to make sure they're working with someone who, you know, really takes care of people. And they, they can find that out by talking to people. I, I think that's right. And I think you, you have to talk to a couple of people before you make your decision Easily. because yeah. everybody's going to have a different process. Same way with real estate agents, you mm -hmm. know, same way with your loan product. You know, just talk to a number of people to get to get an idea of this person going to be the person that I want to work with. I'm going to have to be not in physically in bed with them, but I'm, I'm going to be with them for a good period of time and, and uh, intimately involved in their lives. And depend on them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah very so. much. Yeah, they'll Thank be you. coming into your bedroom. So yeah, you, you, you better, yeah I, I, I did you, you, avoid you better, that. Yeah. You better hire the right people. Exactly. <laughs> Broker Talk is a weekly podcast hosted by real estate industry professionals and always dedicated to telling it like it is. I'm Jim Lowenstern. And I'm Larry Lawfer. And I thank Chris Previtt today. Yes, thank you, Chris. Thank you. you. Had a great time. Master Touch. Master's Touch. Thank you. Until next week.